Hey everyone, just a little info before we get started with episode 147 here. We were thinking that you could add your CD key for Diablo 1 to your Battle.net account. Turns out, Battle.net and Diablo 1, they don't have CD key for that game. Um, So it kind of changes, I guess, our opinion a little bit about what you would do to bring back the old game, though... If you put in the CDs and run it in compatibility mode, it should work just fine. It makes sense that they would release this digitally. It still doesn't quite answer our question about why it's not available through Blizzard. But I hope you enjoy episode 147, and here we go. going to ingest boiling water until it kills everything on my insides. Hey, whatever works. Science? Let's do the things. The things is 147 times having done a podcast. We were gamers. I panicked and looked over to see if I had hit start recording, and I have. So we're good. Wonderful. (laughs) Progress. (laughs) We got out of the gate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we didn't trip immediately at the start line. Welcome back. This is the Rad Zone with a hashtag. Yeah, Rad Zone. Uh, I didn't do much video gaming this weekend, but I want to tell you guys a, a term. If you look at your roof and then you look at your downspout from your roof where the water goes, it usually kind of goes into this little hole in the ground that has a grate over it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a drain, right? Right, like a drain, and it goes to the street, generally. Uh Uh-huh. And in your imagination, underground, what does this drain look like? A pipe. I have some foreknowledge, because I have laid one of these before. Oh, okay. Never mind, then. Way (laughs) Um, to go. I will will be the bait. (laughs) It is a a pipe. (laughs) Michael, would you like to tell him what a French drain is? Uh, Is that... that, I'm trying to remember if that's the kind that we did... I'm assuming it's the type you did. The the plastic pipe with the holes in it and the gravel. Yep. Yeah. That's a French yeah. drain. So, yeah. You lay, JJ, you dig a trench and you okay. lay a bed of gravel in the bottom of the trench. And then okay. on top of the gravel, you sit a um, like corrugated plastic tube that has holes drilled all the way down it. And then you lay more gravel over top of it, and then you cover that with dirt. And basically the water filters down through the gravel, filtering out everything but the water. And then the water flows into the pipe and down out to the street. Yeah, basically. So the type that is uh, actually going underneath... very small holes or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah they're small holes. Um, okay. You can you can also do these underneath concrete like uh, are that are around houses sometimes. Um, and what you do is gravel underneath them and only drill the holes on one side. And I wondered why this was, and I kind, kind of figured out that this is the way that my yard actually is. I always thought that the pipe was blocked up a lot, and that it took a lot of water before it would hit the street. But uh, it turns out most of the pipe is done correctly, where these little drains are in the bottom. And uh, that's because they're not very well graded, let's say. Ah, uh, so it is like, let's say, flat or perhaps flowing the wrong direction. Right. 
And so often when the pipe should be going 2% downhill, it is flat or negative. And so that water at the, you know, bottom inch of a four inch pipe is not draining. Well, it drains if there's gravel under it and there's a hole in the bottom. Yep. Right. And then your yard will soak up the rest over time. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, I did not know that those were called a French drain, and I also did not know about the holes in the bottom that uh, that you did, Michael. So there you go. Well, that is a TIL moment right there. That was a. It was a much. The learning is not completed. There's a gigantic gaping hole in a broken pipe in my front yard. This is why Working I had to learn it. this problem about this. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> it's not my fault. I would like to point out. Probably not no. my fault. It's good that it's not your fault. I have plausible deniability for it to not be my fault. Moving on from the homeowner's <laughs> minute. Yes. It's not a bug, it's a feature. Yeah, there's JJ. Hello. Michael's already been introduced as the French drain master. Hey, friends. I'm Andy. Uh, let's get to it. This was a busy week, in my opinion. There's a lot of random stuff that is happening, and there's a lot to talk about. Uh, who wants to take it first? I'll jump in. Nice. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to give you guys a flashback with the first two words that uh, that my news article is about. We were gamers, so con exclusives. Oh. But it flashback do you mean cold sweats and panic? Yeah, I was going <laughs> to yeah, say a panic attack. Like so we our our gripes about the new um Comic-Con exclusives are pretty well documented on some of the older pods, but to catch the people up um, they introduced a new raffle system last year at San Diego Comic-Con where everyone could enter in to every pool for every exclusive and then they randomly assigned winners. Correct. Mm -hmm. So even if you didn't care about any of the exclusives, you could put your name in the hat for every one of them and basically dilute the pool. Sure. So this year... For WonderCon, which they tend to use to trial the systems that they are contemplating implementing at Comic-Con, they have added a new wrinkle to the exclusive system. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> Get so ready. Now, for every day that you are registered with a badge, you are given an allotment of credits. The number of credits you get may vary by day. And you can apportion those credits to the things that you are most interested in. Now, are you talking specifically exclusives? Yes. So, for instance, you log into the Comic-Con exclusives portal and you want a signing with the cast of Captain Marvel. And you are given, say, 10 credits for that particular day. You can put all 10 of them on that signing to increase your chances of winning. Huh. This is like okay. a ballot stuffing almost. Yeah. This is done in a lot of online things, I feel like, sometimes. I don't know that it actually has the uh, the benefit that some people think it does. <laughs> Depends on the size of the pool, I guess. Uh, then the most popular ones also then have the biggest pools. So, like, did you actually help? Sure. Yeah, I guess so. I guess in my view, looking back at Comic-Con, 
I had the experience of wanting really only a few things, which were Legos, which is a huge pool, and then a very small pool of signings, which would have, this would have helped with, but then I would have had to negate some of my Lego stuff. I guess you could try for the signings later based on credits if you got the Lego things earlier. So then, yeah, so, okay, I have a couple questions. Maybe or maybe not, you have answers. Okay. Uh, you say there's a varying amount of credits that you get that how do they determine that that i don't know so they did not explain how the number of credits is determined for each day hmm. i imagine that it is probably based on just the sheer number of exclusives okay they is probably it- have some number that they have determined is the right number of credits per person based on x number of exclusives okay then did they does everyone get the same number of credits uh i believe so i believe everyone actually i i know i have a well i have a sample size of two but (laughs) yes they got the they got the same number of credits um for the day that they will be at wondercon i wonder if it's the total number of things so that you could still put one vote into each category if you wanted to well, they got four a piece, so I'm going to go with no. Okie dokie. There more than four things. Okay. Interesting. That seems low. It does seem low, and I wonder if they will readjust following WonderCon. If I don't want anything on one day, can I use them on a subsequent day? So that I don't know either. They didn't. Uh, they did not go into that detail. I don't think. Let's see. Credits may vary by day. It's interesting that they took a completely egalitarian system and then made it harder. Uh, I see the benefit, though. Like, I like also you see the drawback. Like, oh, yeah, there's definitely oh, a drawback. Yeah, I can't sure. put any tickets into that because I have to put all my tickets into this. Right. Uh, like, for instance, fair. I entered a number of random things last year, uh, you know, for uh, just because I could. And I won a couple of them. <laughs> Sure. I will not be yep. doing that this year. <laughs> right. For sure. So I think, I think it forces people to think about the things that they want. Um, and, you know, even if you did have a bunch of credits to spread around, my my hope is that putting several credits on a few things is more of a benefit than putting single credits on as many things as possible. Right. That seems that seems like it would be the best way to set up a system like this. I have a yeah. feeling that it will be of no benefit to do multiple credits per item. I think you should spread now, them as far as you can it, if you only get it, four. Yeah. I, it just part of it might depend on the pool size, right? Yeah. So there you might know, be if, so many people that it doesn't matter if you put all your credits, it's just totally diluted. Well, or like what if, you know, if you only get four and there's like what, twenty exclusives a day or more at Comic Con, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then yeah, spread them. There's, you're not going to get much benefit out of getting a, a second entry there. And there are what, get like ten thousand attendees, right? A giant number, fifty thousand. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but if you get ten, then maybe you could say, all right, if I put ten in one thing, that is, you know, it's not as, it's not a giant leg up, but it's definitely a sizable one. I don't know. It's statistically almost the same, given the pool size. It's not, like, a lot bigger, but it's definitely, you know, if you're 
really want whatever the thing is, that gives you definitely a leg over the person who only put in. <laughs> I will agree that it will two. sure make you feel better that you've put yes. 10 in there. <laughs> but the whole, no, bro. The whole point is that it makes you feel better. Sure. The whole system is sure. geared to make you feel better. Whereas the other system, while fair, definitely left a lot of people with bad feelings. Yeah. This way you feel like you have control over the system when you really still don't. Yeah. I think that I am not a fan, but I, just like the Comic-Con system, will reserve judgment until afterwards. Yeah, I think it's definitely a, uh, I'll have to wait and see with yeah. this one. Okay. Especially like- because, like, I was a beneficiary last year of the egalitarian system. Well, the, so. and, sure. And I didn't feel like, at the end of the day, any of our stories was, wow, a lot of the people that we know got just completely axed out of anything that they wanted it was almost across the board that with a little bit of working together uh everyone got everything i know that uh some of the lego crowd had to trade more than they have in the past but boohoo for you yeah i mean it just it made a little more leg work um for I'm, people to get all the things that they wanted. Let, let me point out that it probably made less leg work because you didn't have to wait in gigantic first come first serve lines well, there's that too, and that that is one of those things that, like Funko, for instance, um, that I don't know that there's anything that they could do about that, even with the new system. Yeah, the the time freeing aspect is kind of hard to quantify. Like, I didn't spend hundreds of hours sitting in a line to get a ticket <laughs> to come back and stand in a line. Right. Yep. All right. All right. Well, great story. I didn't know that was happening. That's very cool. Uh, I can pick up the next one if y'all are ready to move on. Sure. Let's do it. All right. So everyone's favorite game that has been out for not too long finally dropped a patch. Apex Legends. (laughs) Everyone's favorite game. (laughs) Yeah, everyone. I know that's what you guys want to talk about. (laughs) Everyone named JJ. Hey. uh, I don't. don't, I'm not going to bag on it. It's it's a fun game that I just I haven't been as uh, into as JJ has. Uh, they finally dropped a server-side patch uh, and changed the balance a little bit on some of the weapons. And it was a pretty small one. Uh, and they changed the <laughs> two weapons that I think were a lot of people's favorites, including mine. The Peacekeeper uh, and the Wingman pistol. Peacekeeper was a shotgun. Uh, mm-hmm. They reduced some of the benefits of some of the various uh, upgrades you can get to those guns. Sort of made them less accurate higher spread, less uh, longer reload time, that kind of stuff. I didn't hear the word Mozambique there. Nope. Uh, they, so that's the other controversial thing uh, that they talked about. Uh, they didn't specifically didn't increase the power of the Mozambique uh, shotgun, <laughs> which is considered to be the worst weapon in the game. They did address it, however, and they said, you know, we like weapons to be some weapons to be better and some to be worse than others i think that that's a good design philosophy uh relatively like i can't commons and uncommons and rares in games is kind of a good idea right not everyone should start off with a barrett 50 cal right like if you made everyone perfectly equal in the game then it's inherently less interesting go go play call of duty Right. Uh, Not that that's a drag either, just saying, like, it's a different game, like, it's already been made, so, I don't know. Right. Uh, And they did address the other thing that people have been complaining the most about, uh, the hitboxes in that game. 
controversial, given that there are some characters who are slimmer and shorter than others. Uh, that makes these uh, taller and wider champions uh, a lot less played because, uh, well, they die really fast and easily when you're a giant big guy and you have the same pool of health as the tiny slim woman. <laughs> uh, so they addressed that. They took some of the hitboxes that seemed egregious and kind of like slimmed them a little bit on the sides, like kind of like made some outlying pocket areas of them be less uh, so you involved. can shoot through their cargo pants without hitting them? Kind of, yes. Uh, but they said that there are more changes and stuff that they're planning to do, but they haven't implemented them yet. Um, they're letting them... They're, they want to move extremely slow with that stuff because they say it's like huge balance change compared with just tweaking numbers on some guns. Sure. Uh, so I thought that was uh, pretty good. They recognize the problems that most people have had. Um, they're working on the various desktop crashes and stuff that people still seem to be getting. Uh, and uh, hacking is still a thing, but, you know, they're hacking. working on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, every game has this, man. You know, like, there are people with aimbots and that kind of stuff. I feel like every first-person shooter has this problem. How have we not solved this yet? It's unsolvable because it's like an arms race, right? Like, someone... <laughs> it's an arms it. race? <laughs> it is. It literally <laughs> is, right? Like, the, the developer of the hack or cheat can just, like... They get detected and banned, then they develop a way around the ban, and then the ba- they ban the way around the ban, and then you just back and forth, right? Right, sure. So, anyway, that stuff is still there. Uh, it hasn't ruined my enjoyment of the game, though, so, um, you know, it sounds like they're listening, uh, and the some interesting ideas for new stuff hopefully coming soon. Cool. We're going to move into the sad zone for a second. Oh, no, I and thought then, this was uh, the rad zone. No, 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 no I know, I know. The, look, hold on. This is the uh, beginning of Act 2. We have to have the turn so that we can get back to the rad zone in Act 3. Right? Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, hit, hit, hit that link for a second there. Very sad. Mm-hmm. Pour one out. Moment of silence. A little bit of quiet. The last PlayStation Vita has rolled off the assembly line, you guys. R.I.P. to a real one. <laughs> maybe, maybe the most. Uh, I've been alive a little while. Video games have kind of tracked that uh, that time of being alive. Mm-hmm. I, I would classify in the top three of underappreciated systems the PlayStation Vita. Okay, in terms of undersold. Overpowered, Definitely. underutilized by developers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, th- that first one and that last one definitely are true. It was definitely a very powerful handheld. I mean, it is still more powerful than a 3DS, and its design yeah. is much older. Yeah, that's true. Well, mm, wait, that's not true. What? I think the 3DS came out before the original. The oh, sorry, game. I mean the new 3DS where they upgraded the processor. Oh, right, and all yeah, that yeah, sort okay, of stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And we're like, here, let's make it run real, like real games fast. Kind of. <laughs> nah. <And then> there <laughs> were like only six games ever that came out that took advantage of it. Uh, they were a company that was adamant about discs being better. If anybody remembers the PSP, the first foray into the Vita land, that was probably an overappreciated system. Actually, a lot of people yeah. bought that thing. Yeah, I liked my PSP. I used it quite a bit. But putting little mini discs in it was not a good plan. 
No. And they, they changed tack and they're like, hey, let's make this Vita thing. I don't know. I thought we should have a minute of tribute for the Vita. I, I thought I quite enjoyed the digital. It, like they were quick to be digital on that machine. They were very quick to say, hey, uh, let's make it work with the PlayStation 3. Like you could go play your Vita in the bathroom and play your PlayStation 3 games on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And they kept it alive through the PlayStation 4. And they kept it working with the PlayStation 4 too, I think. Such as it was. Sure. I mean, as it was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It sounds like maybe I'm the only one that thought. Oh, no. Like it's It was a great system. I enjoyed it back when I was using it more frequently. Um, at all? But, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely at all at this point. Uh, but, I mean, the writing's been there, you know. Like, they haven't released really. Uh, Sony, the uh, creator, hasn't released a game on it in years. Uh, some indie developers have been releasing stuff on there more recently, but it's definitely down to like, you know, a game or two at this point. Um, it was a good system, though. Absolutely wonderful. I took it on all kinds of trips and stuff. The amazing thing to me is uh, given the the way that it looks, uh, put it next to a Switch. And it's very similar in its design capability and like it's like the two sticks and the the rounded corners and shoulder buttons and all that like if you just took the vita and you like held one corner and you grabbed the top right corner and kind of did that <laughs> you just kind of window stretch, stretch expand window. thing <laughs> yeah a little bit huh eh, not too far off i mean well then it would no yeah i mean you got to square it up somehow a little bit and sure. then give it a fun paint job but otherwise yeah it's not too far off make it more fun I want to tribute the Vita because I think that they had the right idea and then they were Sony and then that was the end of that. The uptake was not high. It was a good system, but yeah, maybe a little too expensive for what it was. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. You had to wait for a bundle for to make any sense. It was the same price. It wasn't almost the same price as a... I think when it came out, it was like $199, right? Yeah, like 200 bucks or something. That's too much. It was I think that much. was why I never really considered getting one, because I could never justify the expense of it. All right. Yeah, and it did eventually come down in price, but not like to the point where it was like $75 or something. It was still always like 100 or 120 RSP. Let's, let's get out of the sad zone. All right, back to the rad zone. <laughs> Act, Act three. Act three. Uh if one thing ends, another uh, begins or maybe is brought back to life, reanimated, per se. That's going to be a, a theme here for a few minutes. Diablo's back, JJ. Not that it ever really it. left, I guess. Yeah. Wait, we've talked about Diablo not that even long ago on this very podcast. Well, I think we talked about a phone game. Oh, are bit. we not talking about a phone game? Oh, no, I don't I don't think we're going to talk about a phone game. I think we're going to okay. talk about Diablo Diablo. Like Diablo 1 Diablo? Like Diablo 1 Diablo. Where's your disc? Let's play it. I have it somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. Give me an hour to go search. <laughs> oh, I can save you some time. Why don't you just go to GOG.com and download it? Now, that's not the company that I would have expected to go to to download it from. No, you'd expect to have me say, click your Blizzard launcher and download it. 
Yeah, or go to the old game section of Battle.net where they have that stuff. Where you, yeah, hopefully have entered your CD keys from those CDs you can't find. Yeah. Which, yeah, the CD keys. Which you've totally done, right? I did for Diablo 2 and Warcraft 3, for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I did it for Diablo 1. I'll have to go look. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't understand this. So, GOG announced over the weekend, hey, um, we have Diablo 1, and it works, and you can download it from our launcher. Why? So, I mean, the base, there's two answers to this, right? Number one is probably they did some work on it. And Blizzard paid them okay, to do that work. And so then they put it out on their storefront, right? So the version that's in the battle.net website that is downloadable right now by us is doesn't the, work? We, oh, it probably works. But if you emulate Windows 98 or whatever, or whatever it ran on, right? I don't remember. Even, was it DOS? I don't even remember. Definitely not DOS. It was okay. not that old. No. All right. Windows 95, 98, whatever. <laughs> Um, Windows, but like C. you know, with no support for newer, higher resolution monitors, no support for, um, you know, modern internet stuff, none of that stuff. So while you could probably make the version work somehow through various tweaks and fixes and stuff like that, Windows is not that awful at backwards compatibility. Uh, getting it to work might be a big pain in the butt, especially if you want to try and connect to internet servers, uh, which may or may not still exist. I believe they've said that it will connect. Uh, GOG had a response on Twitter that said everything will connect if you wanted to. I did notice, unlike the original Diablo, this has no Mac support, which makes a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. Classic Mac the- and current Mac are, are not compatible. No, yeah, nope. that's a big change. Yeah, they they have changed processors multiple times and architectures more than once. Yeah, that would be a non-trivial amount of work, whereas a spec... Not that it was trivial, but it was a slightly smaller amount of work to get the backwards Windows stuff working. Uh, yeah, Windows is relatively the same. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, uh, maybe not. And, uh, it, it is definitely different, but at least the similarities are more than the (laughs) mac ones are uh and you know it it seems like they did uh they support a version that boots like as a windows 10 app now which didn't exist before uh and also like a windows 7 and other versions that uh runs the standard code and compatibility and all that stuff so you can connect to battle.net and do ladders or whatever i don't know what anyone does in online regular Diablo, I feel like you just would join and just get murdered by people who are hacking. <laughs> um, that's I, That game's alright, though. I the, like that game. The game is fine. I, I just can't fathom two, three years ago, even if somebody else had helped them do the work, where a Blizz game gets released, not... Okay, maybe GOG releases it because they did the work, but not even in a Blizzard client. Yeah, I suspect that doing the work to put it into the Blizzard client in the same way that, like, you know, uh, World of Warcraft and Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm and Overwatch and all that are in the Blizzard client is, like, way more work than anyone is willing to do on old Diablo at this point. Wow. 
because it's not just like you can have it connect to a chat server and like send messages you would have to implement ui for like what do your blizzard friends look like you'd have to implement little icons for if they're in wow or in hearthstone or whatever and all that like there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes with being connected to that BattleNet launcher thing that probably does like what does the destiny icon look like in in regular diablo i don't know i want to make a and that's i make a controversial like statement though and maybe okay. Michael can tell me from an outside perspective, since I have a different opinion here, he can settle it. Okay. He can be the judge. Two years ago, three years ago, definitely pre-merger, there would not have been a discussion about it. They would have done it. And now I wonder if someone in an office somewhere who is maybe more mm, stockholder inclined said, we're not going to spend the money to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can see that decision being made, but I don't know that it necessarily would even have to be from a stockholder. I'm just saying, uh, holding perspective. It was probably more of a, this is, this to me is a more, um, Activision discussion to have whether or not you should put it on your own system because it's too much work. What JJ's point was, right? Like, oh, it's, it's way too much to integrate this. Take too much time, too much money, too much energy. Uh, for one of our games to get into this system is too old. Uh, just put it out somewhere else. Whereas, you know, they brought in, I'll put my launcher here, but like they've brought in Activision games that have no bearing on that system at all. Games that were being developed from the ground up where they could plan to implement those features as oh, opposed to a game from 1996 that doesn't have any concept of chat rooms or launchers also you could then say that old blizzard or if you want to draw the line is that somehow it's like old versus new or whatever that they would just then go you know this is a lot of work we're just not going to do it at all and not put it out on anyone's thing and focus all our efforts on overwatch or possible. whatever the other thing is definitely possible i could i could agree with that I don't know what's going on inside Blizzard. That's just my take on it as a person who works in software that I would not want to be tasked with doing that. It seems like a lot of work. Sure. Yeah, but as as Blizzard, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of upside and not as much down in in having someone else do it, right? Because you can basically say, "Here's the here are the rights, but you have to pay us a royalty for every copy you sell." Sure. Okay. But I'm clicking on this news section here, right? This is the news in their own launcher. You have to go down, you know, five or six spots. Diablo now available on GOG.com. Okay, cool. We'll Outside links. Yeah, you can you can go there and get it. How come they can't do that for themselves? You know, like, well, fine, still sell it on GOG, but where's the, in the news section? Or you can go to battle.net and buy it. Yeah, that part makes less sense. I don't know why you can't just buy it through their store or whatever. And then download it just like through the old game section. Yeah. I mean, at that point, though, you know, why don't they also sell you copies of Diablo 2 or original Warcraft 3 or that kind of stuff where, like, you could just also download those through the old game section? Those games are, both of those games, much more popular than regular Diablo 1, I suspect. Also, might it have something to do with server space? 
I suppose it could. I don't know. Like Blizzard decided, you know, we could do this. We could do the integration, but we don't want to give up the server space to support all the people doing it. So let's give it to GOG and they can host it on their servers. No, because, I mean, they're still hosting it and they're still like I'm reading. So we got into this before I read this FAQ here. <laughs> uh, they still offer they what they call the original unchanged battle.net compatible version. So that means they still are running servers for that game. So that it is or you can have the GOG enhanced version. And right, GOG the, says their enhanced okay. version has uh, uh I think it's a bunch of graphical enhancements that really probably aren't going to make the picture look that good cuz it's pixel art. Right. Uh period appropriate SVGA 20 frames per second graphics. Man, 20. Mm-hmm. Count. So I was wanting a bit more. Um, you buy the game and you get both, right? Yeah, uh, the GOG version comes with two. Comes with, with two versions. So you can go yeah. on Battle.net or you can come with an updated version tuned for today's gaming PCs. Resolution support for higher resolution. Yeah. No, thank and you. you. And then you can just run your map hack and see the whole map all the time anyway, which is what you were going to do and not get banned because you're not on Battle.net. Ah. <laughs> uh. That's what, look, man, that's like, no one plays Diablo 1 without a map hack. I, I refuse to believe that. But they've, okay, so in the FAQ, they have this strong statement that says, Diablo will not be available for sale through the Battle.net app or download. Wow. Okay. Good for GOG. They worked a good deal. Yeah. I don't like it doesn't it doesn't bother me. I don't. But, okay, look, and then you keep going down your question about Diablo 2 is on here. Is Diablo 2 coming to GOG.com? No, Diablo 2 and Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction are currently available for purchase on the Battle.net shop and they have the link. Oh, okay, there you go. Perfect. The game you really want is on the Battle.net shop anyway. So what? This makes so little sense. I'm so confused. GOG wanted to wanted to put it out, and so they said, hey, we'll do this if you give us some money. And the Blizzard was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Give us a royalty. I, I don't know. Wow. Seems good to me. Yeah, I just I, never would have thought yeah. in a hundred years that, that somebody could snag a, a Blizzard game and not get the lizard to put it in their own client. You're burying the lead here, man. The lead I is that the lead. there is also more to come from this deal. Warcraft 1 and Warcraft 2. There we go. Warcraft 1 is cool. I don't know that I've ever actually played Warcraft 1. I've watched it played. I think I played Warcraft 2 for about 30 minutes at a con once. BlizzCon. <laughs> That to be clear. Some some con. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows which. Uh, when they had one of those, like, here's our, all our old classic games, and no one was playing them. And I'm like, oh, man, Warcraft 2, this is cool. And, oh, man, I see why people don't play this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know. not play like Warcraft 3 at all. <laughs> eh, yeah, okay. Starcraft sure is a more fun one of these. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh. But, like, I mean, great. You know, look, yeah, put them out. Wonderful. Make them run good and let people play them online again if they want. I, Yay. I, we all benefit from this deal. I just am flabbergasted by the direction uh, allowed by Blizzard in this instance. It just would never have thought. Hey, man, I hope GOG makes a mint on it and proves that people want to play these old games because they're rad. 
I think GOG has already proven that with their entire business model and being in business this long. You know? did have some layoffs recently, though. Yeah. Okay. Everybody. Anyway. Moving on. Yep. Let's talk about <laughs> another game coming back from the dead. Turok. What? Yeah, taking me back to high school. Oh. Oh. I am. Was it really high school? Oh, probably yeah. earlier. No, it was earlier than that. Turok yeah, 1 dude. is like grade school, man. Yeah, Turok 1 is like N64 days with like Ocarina of Time. It definitely is an N- uh, They're both N64 yeah. games, I'm both of them. I must be thinking of the second one, but yeah. Uh, 97. If you were in high school in 97, I'd like to know how. <laughs> Not yes, quite. Please uh, explain. And then also explain to me your graduation from college date. <laughs> <laughs> School is tough. Take yeah. some time, travel the world. Okay, well, that should be a podcast that we haven't done. Um, no, Turok's coming back. Uh, on the Switch, digital download, both games. Wait, so are these the original games, though? Mm, how like- do you mean? Is this Turok 1 and Turok 2 from the N64, but now available on a new system? Uh, are They are available on a new system, I guess. It's, it's not like a different Turok game that I didn't know about. No, these are straight up Turok 1 and Turok 2. You get to go save the galaxy from robo-dinosaurs and all that sort of stuff. Okay. I'm going to make the dumb joke now, since no one did it yet. Can you see farther than like 10 feet away without there being fog everywhere? Unlikely. <laughs> it is the game then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just makes it Turok, right? I don't. Right. I mean, being able to see where you're going is so overrated. I'm going to just, yeah, look, here's a screenshot. <laughs> this is literally, but, oh, it doesn't drag and drop like I was hoping to. <laughs> Dang. I believe you. I'm gonna okay. just go to trust, you. Definitely I'm trust some, you that there my is memory some fog of in this picture. You can't see much very far, and the uh, the textures are. Let, let me say, maybe um, you will want to play it undocked. Mm. So you have that lower resolution screen <laughs> in front of you. Got it. <laughs> keep it. Keep it small. I'm excited for this. Turok coming back is pretty cool. People liked those games, right? I don't. I never had an N sixty four, so I don't know. Did did people like those games? In a like nostalgic way, and at the time, yes, I think so. Yeah, and I think Turok is one of those games that that has a cult following, and maybe a cult following that wasn't even aware that they were part of the cult until the announcement got made. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Uh huh. Um, I have a thought. I'm going to have to backtrack. I'm going to apologize to Reggie before his retirement. And uncall BS on a statement that they made. Which was... There's no way they're making an N64 classic. Hmm... You think that this is the the opening of the floodgates? This is the open. You're absolutely right. Yep. Just get ready because here comes Bomberman '64 and GoldenEye and everything else you really want. You know, Mario Kart '64, all the things that you could have got on the Wii Virtual Shop that kind of disintegrated with the Wii U Virtual Shop. I, I think that this, that slammed into the Switch. I think that the current 
in gaming environment, this would be a great time to drop GoldenEye on the Switch. Oh my god. Now, you know the license for that has got to be impossible, but you're right. Absolutely, they should put out GoldenEye. It would sell a trillion copies. So the GoldenEye was rare? Yeah, but also yes. um, James Bond. <laughs> the James Bond part is the part that like makes the James it hard. Bond, the James Bond part is what is what makes it hard, for sure. Perfect Dark will be out there, no, no problem. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And if it's not already ones. in the works, it will be in like five months. Mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling this is the, the floodgate of N64 games coming back and they're just going to be digital downloads on your Switch and uh, they'll have that little cool N64 updated box art so you know what type of game they are, but they're just going to sit alongside your other games, little square cube things on your unnavigable Switch because you downloaded too many things. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was so set to believe that the N64 was a Christmas item this year, and now I'm deflated, defeated, and have to admit that it's not happening. And Stop trying to make it a thing. Instead, we're going to get the handheld-only Switch for Christmas. Or Animal Crossing. Both things, probably. <laughs> In other dinosaur-related news, scientists believe we're five years from cloning and having live dinosaurs. Mm. Jurassic Park, the reality show. Was this scientist named Dr. Hammond? <laughs> <laughs> don't know if I believe this. I don't know that I believe it either, but I would like to point out, and I think that uh, maybe everyone should just take a step back for a second. And really wonder if they paid attention when they were watching movies when they were a kid. Because apparently everyone watched Jurassic Park and Jurassic World and thought, those that's a great idea. And no one learned the lesson. But Andrew, I, unlike the scientists in those movies, am ethical. And certainly my research wouldn't be the one that is used for ill. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> happened to that woolly mammoth weapon? they were cloning inside an elephant? Did that happen? You can probably assume that because you didn't hear about it, it didn't go well. Didn't go good. (laughs) Clone. There it is. Like the sixth hit down. I know we don't do research. Uh, Oh, I don't. Was that you saying that, you know, we don't do research, but I'm doing research. But I have to look at see what happened to this woolly mammoth. But the title for this article has the word insert. And I don't think I want to do. I don't want to do this article. I was going to say, are we five years away? Is that what it says? (laughs) It's article. Five years ago. Five years ago. Yeah. Quick research says, oh, the guy's name is Church. That's ironic. No, nope, he has e- ethical oh. concerns, so they haven't moved forward beyond seeing if cells are compatible. I see. Well, someone sometimes did. Someone did watch the movie. Some someone's put the brakes <laughs> on their own idea, and I have to say that maybe yes, maybe we've we are learning the lessons slowly. All right. Not well, too but- busy to ask if we should. Unfortunately, they learned that lesson, but they didn't learn the lesson of what if we created a horrible AI supercomputer? We're still barreling down that future, so. Mm-hmm. It's all right. We're all going to live on Mars and they can have Earth. I'm sure everything on Mars will be great. <laughs> I yeah. saw some movies about that, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have atmosphere, vegetables, water, all those things we need to survive. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of people that didn't learn the lesson. Okay. Wowhead uh, was kind enough to put Breakdown out this week. 
uh, Wowhead, for people that don't know, is a website that tracks World of Warcraft and related news. So, first of all, we didn't learn our lesson because we're talking about World of Warcraft in 2019. Uh, and secondly, uh, this schedule here is about classic content coming to the world of uh, releases when they release WoW Classic. JJ? I mean, WoW Classic will probably do pretty well, I expect. I have spent the like last... People were very excited about it. At oh most my time. goodness gracious, there was a man next to me screaming like a small child. And it wasn't JJ. No. <laughs> I was like going, oh, that seems all right. Sure. Um, we These had that. We were like way into it. Very, very. We tried it out. We went out to the little booth and we were like, "Here, let's play this game." Wow, it sure is what I remember. Man, West- remember when you did a lot of this while watching movies? <laughs> yes, yes. Like, wow, you just all you did was do other stuff while you ran around Westfall killing bandits for four and a half hours. I mean, I have. I have a lot of TV shows and stuff I've been meaning to watch, so... It is true. It's true. You know what? I'm going to be honest. Two things. One, I would rather play classic WoW than modern WoW. Fair. Despite whatever quality of life or changes or whatever version of the game is better. Doesn't matter to me. I'd rather do that. And second, uh, playing that game at BlizzCon, I did and have been convincing myself not to play it when it comes out. Yeah. I know I know I'm gonna see people on my friends list playing and I'm gonna be like, you know, classic wow was fun. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Not But what if Like I said, not learning not? my lesson, didn't watch the movie, didn't you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I feel like I might sub for like a couple months and try it and then be like, Man, you and dumb. I both have the same Oh it's like just just you know, it's been like five years. Just one hit. Just one hit wouldn't be too bad. If Remember I, WoW? What if I just did this crack once? <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look. I could go back in t- to Dead Minds, like real Dead Minds, like I remember it. And then that's it. I would just be out, you know? I'd just be out after that. That's all I would need. People <laughs> say heroin is addictive, but it can't be that bad. <laughs> oh, boy. I should put the E tag on this episode. I don't know that that's <laughs> very do, family friendly. Don't don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, don't do drugs. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, learn the People lesson. People are saying that, and they're right. <laughs> they are very right, and also maybe WoW is a drug. Uh, all right, so, so let's get this to this wow little thing. I want to talk about this for a second. It's cool. It's cool because like there's a lot of nostalgia to look at this. WoWhead put out this little chart, and they said, "Hey, in in BlizzCon 2018, here's what they thought they were going to put out." And it's all the content releases all the way through the Scourge Invasion, which ended uh, what they are calling classic WoW, like pre... Right, that, uh, right after the Naxxramas and Scourge Invasion stuff, the Burning Crusade came out not co- too long after that. Correct. So this is their plan for up to Burning Crusade because they haven't said, also, by the way, we're just going to keep re-releasing all the way through modern WoW eventually. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. Dude, maybe they won't. Like, maybe they people, won't. I, people didn't like the way WoW went. This is their chance to do it again. I have a feeling people want stuff from BC. Yeah, probably. Um, so they'll have to find a way to convince themselves that adding BC is still classic WoW. You know, maybe they'll add just the characters or something, and that's what people really want Um, in the character creator. I don't know. 
Okay, so uh, then they have now uh, – Blizzard's put out a new proposed phase system for how they want to break this down. They've added two more phases, and they've kind of, like, broken stuff up more, um, which is cool. Like, looking at all this stuff is cool. It looks like the game is going to be kind of broken down further apart, which was one of my problems when the game came out was, like, wow, they've added – all the way up through Blackwing, and I still haven't beat Onyxia, and now I'm so far behind, et cetera, et cetera. Right? So, when I was playing WoW originally, I didn't have that problem at all. Okay. Um, I was... Uh, I definitely wasn't all the way bored, and we definitely hadn't killed everything in Molten Core by the time Blackwing came out, but we were like... We were in there trying to do Ragnaros and stuff. Like we were, we were ready for new raid content. You were in a fully and, kitted raid guild and raiding actively. Yes, we were actively raiding and stuff. Yeah, so, so, like you know, at that point, like yeah, I was ready for more stuff. But you were, you were one of those guys uh, at that point, and your guild was like scheduled on Wednesday nights at you know six yes. p.m. to eleven p.m. We are raiding. Right, more or less. So, it wasn't like for that long a period, but yeah, it was like you know eight to. 11 or something. Yeah. So I have a issue with uh, modern life and being a, a Wii War gamer that I probably could not experience most of this content anyway. Yeah, it will be interesting to see if they then choose to go back to the way PvP and the well, balancing of these things were. That's that one of two things that I noticed about this new schedule, JJ. Look at that mm -hmm. PvP ticker right there. Yeah. It used to say to phase be. two, and now... Are we going to add PvP? Yeah. Don't know. I'm going to go ahead and assume that that PvP means, like, full PvP with, like, battlegrounds right. and all yeah. the loot and stuff that they added to that, mm -hmm. which honestly was a bad thing for the game at that time. Okay. Uh, my memory of that stuff being, like, people got so into it and it required such an immense grind that, like, they had to dedicate themselves to 100% of the time playing pvp and that was it in order to keep up your rank or whatever because like it would decay and, and it was the a whole outside thing websites you needed yeah it was a whole thing and it's it sucked very badly uh so not ha and then also that loot was at the time because it released in between a patch or whatever that like some of it if you got the best stuff was better than a bunch of the raid gear that was available at that time i remember that um, um so I wonder, at that BlizzCon thing, they definitely said, hey, we're going to bring back Alteric Valley, as you remember it. And everyone was like, yeah, four-hour Alteric Valley. And now I'm guessing that they've sat there and thought, God, that stuff was so bad for the game. Can we really do that? And so they were like, well, TBA, because we're not really sure how yeah. we want Classic WoW to be. And so then I'm going to have you scroll down under almost the end there. What used to be TBA, loot revamp, and is now phase five. Huh. Uh-huh. Um, I don't remember what loot revamp means. That was the rebalancing all of all the gear when people were like, PvP gear is too good, tier, the tier gear that you can get uh, outside of rating is too good. Oh, uh, and that when they made the stats on the gears actually make sense. Yep, instead they of all the mage gear having loads of spirit. Right. Oh, yes. Exactly. Okay. You know what? Uh, man. Wow. Hmm. Why that is being there specifically means that like they're intentionally keeping balance bad in some places. Uh huh. 
Huh. Why would you not put this as phase of zero game rebalanced from the beginning? Uh, you know, people want to have the experience of how it was when it was bad. Okay. It just means that now that everyone knows the things to do, though, like Molten Core is solved day one. All right. I'm going to turn to the outside man again. <laughs> <laughs> Michael. So, first first thought, and, and JJ will appreciate this. I'm staring at the this side-by-side chart where they show the phases. <laughs> Look what used to be my, phase one. <laughs> well, my first thought is, so you're telling me that a project has moved to the right. Yes. It's like they took all the lines and they're like, what if we added some new lines in the middle of these lines over here? <laughs> oh, this is taking longer than we thought. All right, this is all now phase two. <laughs> what if we added phases five and six? <laughs> phase yes. five certainly looks like a lot of work. I don't think phase five is going to go much past AQ. <laughs> all that stuff happened at the same time, though. I remember the AQ stuff, the tier point five, and the AQ like war effort. All of that was literally all one big patch that released yeah. at the same time. Yeah, but there's there's something to be said. I know you're you're asking why why would you put in the rebalancing stuff so late? But yeah, I think I think there is something to be said for, you know, people want to experience it the way that they remember it even with the, you know, the benefit of knowing how much better it's going to get. Uh and, and also the the you know, you kind of have to you have to experience the bad to really reappreciate the good. Look, hold on. Everyone that's going to play this experienced the bad. Yeah. But I, I think you're being very kind, and it's a very diplomatic answer to my question. But <laughs> if I told you, Michael, like, since you were not a big wower or ever a wower or whatever, uh, hey, Michael, you should come play this classic wow that JJ and I are trying, because we're going to try it for a few months, and we'll all level together or whatever, and then we'll all quit because none of us have time to raid. But also, like, don't get too into it because in like four to five months, all the gear you have is going to be complete junk. That's not true. Yeah. It takes so long to collect gear in that in those forty man raids. It takes way longer than that. Well, the loot get. revamp didn't really damage the forty man raid gear. It was the other gear. Oh, you, you think got. this? You think all these phases are happening in like the series of months? These were like years between these. Dude. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> It was like a year it. after the game came out before they added Dire Maul. I get it. I get it. But another year before Blackwing Lair or something I, like that. Wouldn't you want to say this is the best of what it was and just not do that? I just don't <laughs> don't understand it. All right. Fine. Yeah. I don't know. It, it will be very interesting. Uh, I'm almost more interested to like read the news sites and see what people think once it's out. And, like, people are raiding again yeah. in the way that it used to be. Yeah. Man, 40-man raids were rough. Especially early on when you had to... The only things you could do to organize and manage the raids were outside add-ons. I mean, you, people just went to, like, forums and stuff on other websites. That's how you organized it. No, I know, I know. But, like, inside the actual raid, like... Oh yeah, there was nothing built into WoW, so like everybody in the raid, if they didn't have hey, the proper add-ons, this is probably going to do a lot of work for Ventrilo, Discord, and Mumble. Oh, Discord's back. <laughs> uh, like Discord's going to wreck the game on Mumble and. Yeah, I'm Ventrilo. just saying that you know maybe people will want to go back to those old ones. <laughs> <if they remember laughs> them. Wait, hold on. We can't. 
we can't discord while we play wow we gotta mumble while we play wow you guys <laughs> that's how it used to be man we were in this we were in this uh this ventrilo server so everyone log on here and do this mm-hmm. now how many of those do you think that they could reactivate for real pay the money i'm sure the company's I have to take your money. yeah all right e3's coming but is anyone coming to e3 yes Someone that I want to go to E3 is going to E3. <laughs> okay. Do you know what Limited Run Games is? Yes. Yeah. There's a couple of different companies that do this for people that don't know. Um, they take things like, uh, JJ, you were playing Celeste recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did what they called a Limited Run game of Celeste. So instead of buying it and downloading it for 20 bucks, maybe people that already had done that uh, were really into the game. Um, could go buy a physical Switch cartridge of Celeste for 35 bucks or whatever from Limited Run Games. Uh, it's really expensive to license these cartridges from Nintendo and get them manufactured and put your games on them. So digital distribution is kind of like Nintendo's way, you know, of like making sure the small people get their games out actually without running into money problems, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a cool idea that uh, doesn't get a lot of traction, I don't think, because their sale volume is pretty small, I would guess. But they're coming to E3 and they're doing a presser. And I want to know why. Because there's a, not a lot of other pressers and they feel like they can get airtime. <laughs> yeah, okay. But maybe, maybe there's, maybe they got a plan? Because I would like to see some cool. You know, like a Banner Saga. You know what I'd like to see? Like a Banner Saga Complete Edition. Bam. Switch cartridge. I'd like to see them doing a lot of stuff. It would be cool, cool. sure. Um, I don't know. Do you... What do you think? Should people be getting into this type of stuff? Almost bootleg Switch cartridges? Well, I think it's a... I think it's a good... I think this is to... I don't know that it will start to become quite as big, but I think this is to video games what the sort of revival of vinyl is to records. I see this as a nod to people who want to be collectors of physical media in the way that there are people who like collecting Blu-rays and that kind of stuff. This is, hey, I want to be a physical collector of games and have a giant shelf of them. This will allow someone to accomplish that. Um, I definitely fall in that category. <laughs> I, no, no hate, man. Great. That's, that is, they are serving a market for people that want to be that. And I love vinyl. I also have to say, though, that maybe this fills in a third gap of people that, like me, um, am concerned about, uh, what happens sometimes when things go awry in the digital space and stuff disappears. Over time, the Switch will eventually be disconnected from some sort of service, and and what happens? Like, what could you... You know, you might have your games on a SD card, but what if that SD card goes bad or whatever? I guess a Switch cartridge could go bad, but unlikely. It would be nice for a lot of cool games that people really like to be able to be bought I think for archival purposes of saying, I, I really want this for my Switch long term. 
and don't want to have the fear of a digital game going bye-bye? I mean, you know, the CDs have bit rot also at some level or at some scale of time. So, you know, I think we're getting to the point where like old CD games now, potentially, if you bought a CD in the early 90s, like it might start being bad if you have not been storing it. That's an acetate problem, isn't it? I don't know what the chemical reason for why it happens is, but Mm -hmm. it is a thing. So even some physical media is not safe. (laughs) CDs specifically. Yeah. Um, Tape. Don't don't rely on tape. Yeah. (laughs) Or if you are relying on tape, make sure it was stored well, which I'm sure whatever tape anyone has, it was not. Yeah. It refrigerated (laughs) in a climate controlled, humidity controlled vault is what you mean by stored well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the climate and humidity stuff is the thing. <laughs> so so a box in my parents' attic isn't going to cut it, is what you're telling me? Probably not. I, I mean, I bet that know. N64 cartridge will work if you got some alcohol on it, but the rest of it, eh. It's probably pretty humid up there. It might work okay, if we're talking about tape. Humidity is bad. Mm. For tape? For everything. You don't want humidity. That's true. It's, get- if it's electronic, you don't want humidity. Well, a tape's not electronic. It's... It's bad. Water and electronics <laughs> things are bad. Uh, Michael, we need to hear about the end of Link Between Worlds because I know you finished it. I did finish it. Um, so I think when I first reported on it, last reported on it, um, I had made the, my way to the final castle in the intervening time between uh, my cross-country flights. And, uh, yeah, so I, a day or two later, I finished the final castle and it was good. Um, they do introduce one mechanic for the last fight, which I think was a really cool addition and kind of wish they had implemented into more of the game. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. They, they give you a weapon that lets you fire along the wall when you are in the wall. Yeah, that was super cool. Why would they not it's, give that to you earlier? They they it's well super they were broken in some parts. Oh, okay. Yeah, and they also didn't set it up so that any other enemy other than the final boss could enter the wall the way you could. Okay. So it became part of one of the it became part of the fight mechanic for the final fight. Is Fair that enough. part of it happens in the wall? But it definitely um, could have been a thing if they had. Yeah, know, yeah. If they had out. wanted to, they could have. They could have fleshed that mechanic out into the rest of the game. Uh, but on the whole, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It would. It's definitely one that I would, you know, go back to on a another trip. Oh, okay. So that it's in like the top five then. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I would put it in the top five. Plus, there's a there's a. Um, uh, hero mode. That's what I'm looking for. What is that? So if I, you know, if I want an extra challenge, you can up the difficulty. It's your master quest. Yes. Oh, okay. I see. That's a good game. <laughs> Very good. Game. I have a question to get uh, hype for another podcast. This is going to come out on the 13th, and Friday is the 15th. What does that mean to you? The Ides of March. Oh, no, I should change the release date for that subspace transmission. (laughs) Subspace transmission, yeah. Yeah, this Friday, so two days after you guys hear this, this is going to be a podcast that we've done about some uh, Star Trek. This time, I think it's going to be all about 
studs, uniforms, threads. Yes. That was a fun one. Extremely good. Nice. <laughs> JJ and I have um, similar but differing opinions. Like, we, we converged talking about what uniforms we especially did not like. And then when we got to the ones we liked, we definitely headed different directions. And I think it happened because we did the podcast. Probable. I think if I was just thinking about it on my own before the podcast, we would have come to the same conclusions. Not that we're going to air them here, because you got to listen to the pod. Yeah, go download that pod. Mm-hmm. It's also on YouTube. Hey, com. our YouTube channel, y'all should hit that subscribe button, because it's real good. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. You can hit a little bell, even, and then they'll notify you when our sweet new podcasts get uploaded. Have you heard that uh, there's a tr- there's Trekkie, right? You know? Yeah. There's also Trekker. Okay. Now, what's the difference? I don't know. I was asking you. Great. I don't like I don't Trekker. Know. It sounds like Trucker. <laughs> I know that there's a difference between those two terms, but I don't know what it is. Does it matter at this point? Because there's no Star Trek fans left. Everyone only watches Star Wars. Dang. Well, if you think that he's wrong about that, you can email us at <laughs> podcast at wewergamers.com uh, or get at us on Twitter and Instagram at wewergamers. Also, Facebook, wewergamers. Uh, let us know what those mean because we certainly don't. Also, anything else you want to talk about related to the pod. I got to I got to hit you guys before we go with a quick football 30 seconds in the you can't make this up category. Um the over the weekend I saw that the Bears hired themselves a new kicker after their last year's kicker hit the upright on five different occasions. Cody Parkey did not uh park it in the goal. He did not. He uh, believe, lost them that playoff game. I, I believe a collective cheer went up from the city of Chicago when he was gotten rid of. Yep. So they have replaced him with a kicker whose last name is Blewett. <laughs> they didn't. They did. His name is like Mr. Blewett. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. I can't. I don't believe it. Hold on. Chicago Bears. Blewett. I can't type. Two T's. Oh, well, that's so much Is it better. a U, Blue? I think it's B-L-E-W-I-T-T. No, it can't be that good. Stop doing research on the pod. Where, where the pod is over? Chris Blewett. <laughs> Kicker. Oh, no. Wow. His name is really Blewett with two T's. <laughs> it's, it's too good, right? And only the Bears. Wow. Did you see that yeah. Frank Gore got a contract? Frank Gore. You know? Mr. Immortal. I just saw that the Panthers let Funchess go. Uh, he he pinned a one year with the Colts. That's a good deal. Yeah, and could be a good fit for him. Also, Antonio Brown to the Raiders. LOL. They still don't have a line. I can't believe uh, that the the Buffalo Bills didn't want to make that deal. I know. Oh, all right. I gotta get out of here. Josh Allen, man, he's a rookie. Man, like, why wouldn't you try hard? I'm just saying. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs>